0: I don't know about y'all, but Sunday was a great day to be a Gamecock. Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, your show for the latest headlines and potential storylines on South Carolina Gamecock athletics. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast and also the lead staff writer for Gamecocks Digest over on SI.com. Thank you for making Lockdown Gamecocks your first listen every day. We are free and available on YouTube and also wherever you get your podcasts daily. Shane Beamer and South Carolina's football program both literally and figuratively speaking got a massive commitment on Sunday afternoon as Cam Pringle, the product out of Woodland High School and widely regarded to be the best offensive tackle in the 2024 recruiting class, announced his commitment to the South Carolina Gamecocks. We're going to go over his commitment, what it means for South Carolina, what kind of players they are getting, and what could be next for the Gamecocks in recruiting. We'll also cover a historic game that took place for Don Staley and the women's basketball team on Sunday afternoon against the Arkansas Razorbacks. So let's get into this commitment from Cam Pringle. In terms of what this commitment means for South Carolina, Cam Pringle's commitment is going to be remembered as the quote-unquote turning point pledge in the Shane Beamer era. What I mean by that simply is this. When people go back and recall what recruitment changed the perception of South Carolina for the current and next generation of high school football players, and also signified that South Carolina's football program was reaching new heights in the sport of college football, this is going to be the recruitment that people are going to point to. Now, this isn't, of course, meant to downgrade any of the commitments or signings that Shane Beamer and the staff have secured up to this point, but simply meant to highlight the importance of this commitment, which is pretty obvious here. If you've been following this recruitment for any length of time, you know that this is a big deal for South Carolina. Now, how could Cam Pringle be the quote-unquote turning point commitment what factors back this statement up well there's a few different ones to consider here firstly we've talked about this before but a really good way to see the kind of potential that high school football prospects possess is by looking at their offer list if it's a kid that's got a lot of power five offers then he's probably a guy that can obviously play at the power five level if it's a kid that has garnered A lot of offers from some of the bigger programs in the sport. He's probably going to be a multi-year starter. Cam Pringle sort of falls somewhere in that category, but to an even greater level. Because here's the thing. Cam Pringle had 20 plus offers in this process, which already says a lot. But some of these offers included the following. Auburn, Clemson, Florida. Florida State, Georgia, LSU, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, and Tennessee. When you combine all of these teams and what they've done in their history, that's 114 national championships, depending on, of course, which voting systems were used during the time. But the point being, there is a lot of historic programs that wanted Cam Pringle Cam Pringle was not a kid that fell in South Carolina's lap at the end of a recruiting cycle. Cam Pringle is not some sort of quote-unquote diamond in the rough that they discovered in a camp. This is a kid that has had the attention of major college football programs for well over two years now. Got his first FBS offer when he was a freshman at Woodland High School from the Georgia Bulldogs. Cam Pringle did not sneak up on anybody. Everyone knew who this kid was. He was the top offensive tackle prospect on many schools' recruiting boards. South Carolina still managed to land him. It's important to put that in perspective. Another reason why Cam Pringle could be the turning point commitment for this football program is when you look at the rhetoric that he has in his interviews that he did with multiple recruiting analysts leading into his commitment, and you got to remember Cam Pringle, for the most part, has been a kid that is reserved, he's soft-spoken, he's not exactly one of these kids that, you know, is all over social media all the time, he doesn't necessarily seek attention, and he has conveyed this for the entire recruiting process, but he really sort of opened up a little bit to some guys like Rivals Adam Freeman and On3's Director of Recruiting in Chad Simmons. So let's start off with a quote that he gave to Rivals recruiting analyst Adam Freeman, where he said, quote, I feel like Clemson did a good job recruiting me. They came after me hard, but it doesn't even compare to South Carolina. I don't think this is Camp Pringle blowing smoke. If you look at what South Carolina's done the last couple of recruiting cycles, they are really starting to stack up some wins against their arch rivals from the upstate, a team that has won national titles in the last few years that, of course, was dominating the series up until this past November when the Gamecocks finally snapped an eight year losing skid. This quote, in my opinion, says a lot about the fact that Shane Boomer and the staff really truthfully have caught up at the minimum with Dabo Sweeney and his coaching staff. And it's resonating with some of the best prospects in the entire country at the highest school level. Now, when he talked to Chad Simmons over at On Three, he talked about, you know, playing for the Gamecocks, where. He said, quote, it means a lot to rep the state I grew up in and stay home and compete and try to bring the first national championship to the school. Again, Cam Pringle never had this kind of rhetoric when he was talking to these guys before this commitment, which really tells me that he is serious when he says that he wants to bring a championship home to Columbia. That conveys how locked in he is with the South Carolina Gamecocks, and that this is a kid that has motivation, that has ambition, that has goals, and that's something that South Carolina's coaching staff should want. He also gave another quote regarding Shane Beamer specifically, where he told Chad Simmons, he can make them a powerhouse. I feel like he has what it takes. He has the right people around him. He has a great fan base around him. He has a great fan base around him that loves him. He doesn't have to go and win the national championship tomorrow, but the fan base and the people are just little by little believing in him and they're investing in him and they feel like he knows what he's doing and he has what it takes. Shane Beamer was the director of recruiting for South Carolina when he was an assistant coach back when Steve Spurrier was the head man in Columbia. And I think right now the rest of the country is starting to see the recruiting prowess that, South Carolina fans has known that Shane Beamer's possessed for well over a decade now. And the last thing in terms of why Cam Pringle's commitment could be the turning point commitment for South Carolina's football program is the attention that it's getting. This commitment made the front page of ESPN.com. It was shown on the bottom ticker of some of ESPN's main channels. In other words, This is having the seismic effects that I said it would just before Cam Pringle made his decision. People are taking notice of this pledge here. And I think that when you have other people that are paying attention now to what it is that you're doing specifically, you're doing something right. You are clearly moving in the right direction. Maybe at this point you can't even say South Carolina is moving in the right direction. Maybe it's time we start saying South Carolina is teeter-tottering on the precipice of becoming a legitimate contender in the SEC once again. And landing guys like Cam Pringle are just going to help them get even closer to that status. Now in terms of what the low country native brings to the field, South Carolina's got multiple things to like. About Cam Pringle. And also, they might not be done this week or in the next month and a half. There could be plenty more coming behind this commitment. We're going to dive into just who those players could be in just a few moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. Now, as a small business owner or hiring manager, You know that success in 2023 is going to all depend on the team members that you surround yourself with. And that's why you should check out LinkedIn jobs because you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. Imagine that you're just starting out your small business. You're trying to fill out all of these entry level roles. Back then, it was a lot more difficult to fill these roles in. You had to, you know, put these jobs in the local newspaper. I had to hope that local residents basically caught your advertisement and then give you a phone call and then drive on over and go through the interview process and all the like. LinkedIn jobs in this modern era of job searching, they make it so much easier for employers to find people that are going to be able to help their small business grow to new heights in the new year. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one delivering quality hires versus other leading competitors in the industry because they help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to, again, faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free today. Terms and conditions still apply. Welcome back to this Monday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. Thank you for making Locked On Gamecocks your first listen again every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball, where you'll find everything you need to know about college hoops in just one place. Plus, you'll hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's talk about Cam Pringle, the player, now. What is it that Cam Pringle is going to bring to South Carolina's offensive line when he eventually arrives in Columbia heading into the 2023 off season? Now, as an overall player, the best way I can describe Cam Pringle's game is... He is a road grader. He is someone that really gets it done in terms of the running game. He is a one percenter in terms of his athleticism for the size that he possesses. And he also happens to have a nasty mean streak, which is a continuing theme of some of the offensive line prospects that Shane Beamer and this offensive coaching staff have been bringing in since their arrival here in Columbia. Now, when looking at some of his film from his junior season at Woodland High School, which is a 2A school in terms of their classification, the thing that sticks out with Cam Pringle to me is how easily he moves up the field and also laterally across the field for a kid his size. He's six foot seven, three 330 plus pounds, and Cam Pringle, he doesn't move like that. He moves like he's honestly... 15 to 25 pounds lighter than he actually is, which is obviously phenomenal in terms of being able to help him perform a multitude of different run blocks, such as a down block trying to work on a combination block on a defensive tackle, just maybe going upfield to a linebacker at the second level. Or if he's even going to pull block where he goes behind the rest of his offensive line teammates and works around to either a vacated defensive end on the other side or works up the field to maybe any scraping linebackers that are trying to get in the middle of the play. His athleticism is where it all starts, and it's a great baseline in terms of what's going to need to be developed in his game when he comes to South Carolina. As I mentioned, he's got a nasty mean streak to him. He seeks out defenders, even if he is not engaged in a block, or maybe the play is going away from him. He is not afraid to get after somebody, and he loves to pancake defenders. So, again, something that's going to fit along with his future teammates here at South Carolina. He does a great job of keeping his feet moving when he is run blocking, which is obviously the most important part. You can be one of the strongest guys on the football field, but if you're not moving your feet, then, you know, it's not going to matter really how strong or naturally gifted you are in terms of your physical capabilities. You are not going to win that battle. Cam Pringle already is one of the strongest guys on the field and one of the more athletic players on the field every time he steps out there at Woodland High School. So the fact that he also has a high motor makes him even scarier in terms of a pillar at that offensive tackle position. He's also got a quick twitch off the line of scrimmage, which, again, speaks to his athleticism, specifically his explosiveness off the line. One of the high school coaches even played him on the defensive line some his junior year, which, if you're going to play in that position group, you got to be an explosive athlete. you got to be able to fire off as soon as that ball is getting snapped. So, again, just really goes to tell you just how good Cam Pringle is in terms of just simply his God-gifted ability, stuff that... You just cannot coach. So he's got a great floor in terms of what he's going to be bringing to the field before he even gets trained up by South Carolina's coaching staff. And I think he's clearly going to compete for early playing time in year one. Jalen Nichols is a super senior heading into 2023. More than likely, he's going to be gone. Ja'Kai Moore could also be gone unless he uses his COVID year. Although Watson Babalade will be heading to his second season in the program. He's a little bit raw in terms of his past protection and his technique in that aspect. And that's going to be a really fun position battle to watch if it ends up playing out in this exact format. Because Bob Latte is also a good athlete, but at the same time, he's also raw in pass protection. Cam Pringle is a little bit raw, but at the same time, based on his highlight reel, it doesn't seem like Woodland High School threw the ball all too often, at least during his junior season. So that is going to be the one thing to watch, just how quickly does he adapt to needing to obviously be a more balanced player offensive tackle being the left tackle of an SEC football program. So Camp Pringle, make no mistake, he is going to be fighting for playing time as soon as he gets here. And again, it's going to be fun to see him and Big Tree duel it out more than likely at that position this next spring or next fall camp following the 2023 season. Now, the thing is, South Carolina might not be done here as there's a couple more announcements upcoming later this week. Coach Beamer tweeted another welcome home during Sunday afternoon, not long after Cam Pringle announced his commitment to South Carolina. Now this welcome home tweet was directed for the 2023 recruiting class. And if that's the case, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I have to believe that it's Elijah Caldwell It was reported that he took an official visit to the Gamecocks to check out the program in a more in-depth way this past weekend. And, Obviously, this is one that since he was offered back on January 6th, that's been quickly developing for a couple of weeks now. Justin Stepp has been working really hard in this recruitment, along with Shane Beamer and offensive coordinator Dow Loggins, and he's an in-state kid. I have no reason to believe that it's anyone but Elijah Caldwell, to be honest, at this point. So probably only a matter of time before the Gamecocks get the official news regarding that commitment. Now, Calvary Day School Titan Michael Smith, he's been another longtime target of South Carolina's offensive coaching staff. He's going to be announcing his final pledge on Tuesday at 12.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't know where that's going to be broadcasted yet. I'm just going to assume that it would be on his socials, on Twitter, or on Instagram, but South Carolina is in this one with, I believe, also Arkansas, Ohio State, and maybe a fourth team. I'll go into more detail with all that on the Tuesday show, but again, Could be another good day for South Carolina when we get to Tuesday. And then, Walton High School linebacker Wendell Gregory out of Georgia. He's announcing his commitment on Friday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And he's another prospect that South Carolina has been heavily in the game for for quite a while now. And it seems like that this one's going to mainly come down to either South Carolina or Tennessee. He apparently was here in Columbia for their Junior Day weekend this past weekend. So I had to believe based on that that South Carolina is in a really good spot here. So they could end up getting another two commitments just this week alone. That's not even including Blake Franks and O Bennett of Greenville High School who both could be announcing their future decisions pretty soon, especially Blake Franks. So to put it bluntly, buckle up because this might be a real fun off season in terms of the recruiting front for South Carolina's football program. Now, Sunday was a good day for Shane Beamer and South Carolina's football program, but at the same time, it was also a great day for Don Staley and the women's basketball team as they set multiple records, both from a player and team standpoint, as they defeated the Arkansas Razorbacks by a whopping score of 92 46. I got to admit, I feel a little bit bad for Arkansas. They had to play at number three LSU this past Thursday night, had to then play South Carolina at their home arena on Sunday, and apparently played three games in the last seven days, which for the women's basketball slate, that's usually not supposed to happen that way. So I do feel a little bit bad for the Hogs and how sort of that whole dynamic played out. might want to call the SEC office regarding all that, but South Carolina, just once again, just pure domination from Don Staley and this team. I'll give you a couple quick stats just to convey to y'all how fantastic they were on Sunday afternoon. For the second straight SEC game, South Carolina doubled their opponent's scoring output. They won 92-46 to against Arkansas, and I believe they won 96-48 to against Vanderbilt in the previous game game. So two games in a row that they doubled their opponent's final score output. Uh, again, just obviously means that you're doing something right on both sides of the ball when you have that be the final result. They also out-rebounded the Arkansas Razorbacks by a total of 57 boards. They secured 74 rebounds compared to the Razorbacks 17. That was a school record for an SEC game. So South Carolina's front court got after it on Sunday afternoon. And as a team, they just did a phenomenal job in terms of giving themselves second chances, third chances, and sometimes even fourth chances. That's not even English, but that's just how well they were doing yesterday afternoon. And also, Aaliyah Boston, she's been in pursuit of this record for a while now, and she officially broke it on Sunday. Aaliyah Boston is now the program's all-time leader in career double-doubles now sitting at 73 career double-doubles. She broke the record that was originally held by Sheila Foster, who held this record for over 40 years. She last played in 1982. So this is a record that has stood in the program for quite some time now. Leah Boston breaking that on Sunday just continues to add to her legendary resume that she has built up over the four years that she has been here at South Carolina. So, Again, those three stats right there just really goes to show how great South Carolina was. And great's probably not even the right word to describe what all happened. But uh, yeah, it's just, you wonder when this team is going to reach a point that they can't continue to create new records or, you know, have new firsts take place in the program's history. But they haven't hit that point yet. They continue to elevate the ceiling, which just tells you. How great this team has been this year. A couple quick takeaways from this game. The first one is quite obvious and simple, but it's worth uh, repeating. If you can't match with South Carolina's front court, you're not going to win the basketball game. Now, if you've got good athletic guards that can handle the ball quite well, that can shoot the ball from behind the arc, and can take South Carolina's guards off the dribble, then you might have a shot if you don't have the front court to match. But the thing is, South Carolina, if it turns into a war of attrition, or it turns into a battle in terms of the rebounds in the game, the Gamecocks are going to beat you at the end of the day. There's just no getting around that. Unless you're a team like Stanford, maybe a UConn, who can at least match up in terms of the height and length that Aaliyah Boston, Camilla Cardoso, and the rest of the frontcourt players bring to the table, you don't have a shot. You just don't. Now, is South Carolina going to out-rebound their opponent by 57 rebounds every single game? No, they're not. I mean, that's just, that's not going to happen unless they're playing like a real low mid-major program that obviously would not have the personnel to match up. But, it just, again, it's worth repeating, South Carolina's front court, they're the best front court all of college basketball. In all of women's college basketball, they are the best. And if you don't have the talent, and if you don't have the size or skill to match up with them, it doesn't matter what you're good at. You could be a great three-point shooting team. You could be great at getting to the line. It won't matter because rebounds, second chance opportunities, those will add up as a game progresses. Arkansas found that out the hard way on Sunday. Another takeaway, Zion Cook no longer is hesitant on the offensive side of the ball. And that's due to the fact that her confidence at this point, in her career is sky high. Zaya Cook has really come into her own this year. She had a bit of a junior slump last year, as people would term it, because of the fact that you know she didn't shoot the ball as well. She had certain games where it seems like that she got herself into a little bit of trouble in terms of the fast break or transition offense. You know, running into the land of the proverbial giant, so to speak, and not being able to convert. On some of her fast break opportunities that she basically tried to create for herself. This year, Zaya Cook, she has really honed in what it is that she does so well. And doesn't really try to force the issue in disadvantageous situations. Which again, just tells you how much she has grown as a player. And you could just see the confidence just oozing from her when she is playing these games on Sunday early on the first half I believe it was her second three-point shot from the floor she put the shot up from the right wing and as soon as the ball got about halfway to the hoop Ziya Cook literally turned around and started running back to the other side of the court because she was just like yeah I know this one's going in and it ended up being I think almost a pure swish and the crowd went nuts for it. The analysts pointed it out that we're covering the game and just thought that it was hilarious. And it just goes to show, look, this is not Aaliyah Boston and everybody else on this team. And it's not that way in the first place because the talent and depth this team possesses is just on a different stratosphere compared to every other women's college basketball program right now. But Aaliyah Boston and Zia Cook are a legit 1-2 tandem now. Aaliyah Boston does not have to score all of South Carolina's points. If you go into a game and you think that if we just double and triple team Aaliyah Boston and we prevent her from getting any chance to put shots up near the rim, we're going to be okay because South Carolina is not going to be able to find a way to score if she cannot get her own buckets. Zia Cook now has a lot to say about that. If you come into a game and you have that defensive strategy, she will make you pay. She can hit three-pointers. She can hit the mid-range. She can drive to the basket. She can finish layups through contact. Zaya Cook can literally do about anything she wants on the offensive end. And there's probably not very many defenders in the country that honestly are going to be able to lock her down for 40 minutes. One of them might be on South Carolina's own team in Bree Beal. And there might be a couple more. But the point is, there's only a handful of players that probably can completely shut down Zia Cook in a basketball game. And again, that's different from last year. Because last year, Destiny Henderson was kind of that second leading scorer for South Carolina. When they really needed someone else to step up outside of Leah Boston. But that also, you could tell at times that South Carolina was a bit disjointed because Destiny Henderson was also the point guard, and she would really try her hardest to be more of a pass-first guard that could facilitate the offense and not have to, you know, take over in terms of scoring output. And South Carolina this season, they have a guard in Zia Cook that's played plenty of games now that has been in some big moments. But she is not afraid to just take the ball and say, everybody get out of the way, I am taking this one. And... I'm going to make it. Again, it just makes South Carolina that much more dangerous. And of course, that's not including all the other players that really showed up and showed out for this team on Sunday. So, again, simple main takeaway here South Carolina just continues to dominate. If you cannot match up with their personnel, whether it is really athletic guards that can slash to the paint or really tall and lanky, skilled front courts, that can at least somewhat handle Aaliyah Boston and Camilla Cardoso and everyone else in that front court for the Gamecocks, you are not going to stand a chance. You're just not. So, South Carolina is getting near the end of the season. They are, I believe, halfway through their conference slate. There's very few teams left, in my opinion, that are going to be able to give them a real solid fight. UConn might be one. That game is rapidly approaching. And then not long after that game, they'll play LSU, which, based on what I saw last Thursday against Arkansas— I would say that South Carolina going to be fine in that game. Uh, I'll just go ahead and say that right now. It's, I guess, a very early preview. Angel Reese is a great player. There's no question about that. And in my opinion, she should be National Player of the Year because she does so much for that team. She's literally carried them, from what I can tell, to an undefeated record. But it's very clear that if she gets at least somewhat stymied in a game, which South Carolina is going to do because they just have way too many bodies, and she is not going to be able to handle that for a 40-minute basketball game. LSU will not, they will not, it won't be close by the time the fourth quarter arrives. South Carolina will run away with the game. So this team just continues to dominate and they they find new ways to impress everyone that watches them. Which just tells you how great this team is under Don Staley's watch. So with that being said, y'all, that's going to do it for today's show, the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. I hope that y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show as always. What are your overall thoughts on Cam Pringle's commitment? What kind of impact do you think it has? on the football program itself. What kind of player do you think he's going to be when he arrives in Columbia? How do you feel about the recruit momentum that is seemingly going to build up in the coming weeks? And lastly, what are your thoughts on South Carolina's women's basketball team and what all they did to Arkansas on Sunday and Aliyah Boston breaking that career double-doubles mark that was originally set by Sheila Foster? Let me know your thoughts down below in the comments section if you're watching today's show on YouTube or shoot me a direct message at a underscore sc on Twitter, And I'll try to respond to you as quickly as I see your message. And also, don't forget to make Locked On College Basketball your second listen or watch now that you have watched or listened to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. So once again, y'all, that does it for me on today's show. Have a great rest of your Monday and a fantastic start to the work week. And I'll catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.